What's going on, Dolphins fans? Kyle Krabs, Locked on Dolphins, Friday, June 17th, 2022. Today on the show, we're going to be exploring and ranking the Dolphins starters from 1 through 22. Tap in. Let's get it. You are Locked on Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, Dolphins fans? Kyle Krabs, your host here on Locked on Dolphins. Lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, director of scouting at thedraftnetwork.com. Your host here on Locked on Dolphins. And today on the show, an objective, no, nay, yeah, an objective, but also subjective exercise, a little bit of both. We're going to be ranking the Dolphins starters projected. 1 through 22, which is going to be a fun exercise. I want to thank you guys for making Locked On Dolphins your first Miami Dolphins listen of the day. There are, of course, endless good resources for you Dolphins fans. I do want to give a special shout-out uh, to OJ and Seth. The Fish Tank had Mike McDaniel on this week, and it was a wonderful interview to hear Coach McDaniel talk about the dynamics of being a head coach and how – uh, being able to have the right people in place is so important for you to execute the responsibilities of your job and the objectives of the team and taking the weight that comes with being a head coach very seriously because everybody that you interact with around that organization is living their dream. And um, I enjoyed hearing Coach McDaniel provide some perspective and insight on how he is viewing his um the first 120 whatever days the joke was on the show because they were they were counting exactly like to the hour how long Coach McDaniel has been the head coach of the Dolphins. So uh, definitely recommend you guys check that out as well. It's um it's a good listen. It's worthwhile for you to to understand your coach and also support uh, OJ McDuffie and Seth Levitt, the fish tank. They do a great job. Um, but today on the show, as you guys have probably picked up, if you're a consistent listener, and if you're not a consistent listener, I'll tell you this. I did conduct a full-scale roster assessment, uh, studying the film, of course, looking at the contract situations. This was done back at the beginning of the offseason, and we tried to identify who like our franchise cornerstone players were. And the large body of work there was studying the film of the players and, and giving them a ranking and or a, a tier, if you will. Um, those being roster cornerstone of franchise players, uh, quality starters, adequate starters, replacement level players, quality depth, uh, non-roster caliber players, rookies, incomplete evaluations and practice squad caliber players. So trying to give different kinds of designations that that you could be able to bucket players into and we did that exercise and then as the team went through the offseason and signed players in free agency and traded for number one wide receivers in the nfl uh, you did more film study and what i have is my 53-man roster projection with my personal assessment of the players and how good or not good or superstar or developmental upside they are and that's all living in a, a spreadsheet but to bring things to close today, this week, I thought it'd be fun to just make the list. We're going to project 11 personnel and nickel defense, and we're going to project 
who the starters are for 11 personnel and nickel D. And we're going to rank those starters based off the buckets and the tiers that I've put them in, uh, in a list of one through 22. So this, this will be a fairly quick show today. Uh, I'm not going to go too far into the deep dive, but I did want to present my list. And, and what I can tell you is this. Of the 22 starters that I have in 11 personnel and nickel, which is five DBs on the field, uh, seven of them are labeled as roster cornerstone type players. Seven. That's one third. And I can tell you at the end of the regular season, when we first did this exercise, we had one, two, three, four, five. And one of them was not under contract. So you technically had four. So you've almost doubled your blue chip players in one offseason. So that's fun. So here's how it works. If you're in that first tier, if you're in that roster cornerstone or franchise player bucket, you can't be ranked below somebody in the next bucket down, which is your quality starters. So here's the shakedown on the, the, the grading. Uh, seven blue chip roster cornerstone players. I have an additional seven quality starters. So now we're up to 14, and they're either 1A or 1B as far as blue, uh, blue chip players and categorizations. I have five adequate level starters, which brings you to 19 out of 22 starters in 11 personnel nickel defense, one incomplete evaluation, and two replacement level starters. Okay. We're going to start at one. I don't think it's going to have the same dramatic effect if I went from 22 and worked my way up. So let's get into it. Let's, let's present this list. Um, I would love to hear from you guys on this list. I would love to hear your version of this based off the names that I provide. Uh, so what I will do um, is I will look for you guys over the weekend to send me your list, and we might talk about it next week. My number one ranked starter on the Dolphins is Xavier Howard. What he allows you to do defensively, and of course Byron Jones helps, but like Xavier Howard, having the ball skills that he does and the balance of being able to play man coverage, but also be a ball hawk, uh, such a high impact player. And of course you saw the Dolphins reward him with that, with the contract that they gave him. And the fact that he's been able uh, to play consistently for the past couple seasons uh, has really helped him stabilize his footing, in my opinion, as the, the best player on the team. Now, he might not be the most physically gifted player on the team. That That's going to be my number two here, which is Tyreek Hill. So this is where it gets exciting, that uh, your second best player that you have, period, is and, and you'd probably some would probably argue that this is the number one, and that's fine. Like it, like I said, this is both objective and subjective based on the process that I have. But then, just kind of looking at the guys in the bucket and making decisions on on how I would covet those players. Your second best starter is a brand new face, and your third best starter is a brand new face. Uh, Teron Armstead coming in at number three. So now two of your Best three players on your entire team are offensive players. Uh, Armstead, Hill, a lot of money invested in those guys, uh, but very high levels of production, elite football players to this point in time. Hard to 
turn your nose up at that kind of stability on the offensive side of the ball that you've brought in. The last four names are all incumbent returning Dolphins. There's two second-year players on this list, which is really fun. Uh, Javon Holland, I did put fourth. The back half of last year was that good. And one of the things that we've been doing over the Draft Network is we've been studying all 32 teams and doing this exercise for all of these teams for, for content that's going to come out during training camp and the preseason. And I have studied four additional teams at this point in time. Our scouting staff has split the league across all of us, and then we're going to come back and look at all the teams together, do a cross-check just like we do with college players. Holland's been the best player I've watched thus far as a safety, um, as a rookie who didn't start till week five. Linear progression is often assumed. It should not be. So we can't guarantee that Javon Holland's going to take a massive step in year two. But a player who played to the degree in which he did is a rare player in general. And then you kind of have that expectation that that is going to happen. So if Javon Holland plays the entire season to, to what his potential dictates, he might be higher on this list at the end of the year, but we'll see. Uh, Christian Wilkins, who, who had a big leap in year three, uh, comes in as my number five starter for the Dolphins. Emmanuel Agba, my six, and Jalen Waddell as my seven. That is your top tier. Those are your blue chip roster cornerstone type players. I will be honest, uh, Jalen Waddell coming in at seven hurt to rank, but this was simply a matter of um, the infusion of Tyree Kill impacting how often he, I'm anticipating he's going to touch the football um, and then him needing to not necessarily his fault, but him needing to be a player who creates more yardage after the catch uh, in 2022. I'm expecting it. And I look forward to revisiting this ranking and hopefully ranking him higher uh, this upcoming season. Bet online is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports information. Find all the latest sports developments, news, and odds, including the NHL Finals. Of course, the NBA Finals just ended last night with the Golden State Warriors defeating the Boston Celtics. You hate to see the city of Boston in the mud. You really do. Major League Baseball, and of course, the latest fights, MMA, UFC, boxing, NFL futures. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports waging information from live betting, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online where the game starts. So now we have our next tier down. Uh, these are your quality starters based on the film study that we have conducted. And we, I mean me, uh, and those judgments that I have made based on their play. Jerome Baker. Coming in at number seven. Now, if Jerome Baker didn't get a chance in the back half of the year to play that end of line of scrimmage kind of hybrid linebacker type role, I don't know that he would be this high. But he did get a chance to do so. And uh, Bake was really good in that kind of role. I was very impressed with seeing him uh, playing up on the line of scrimmage and being more being allowed to be a little bit more aggressive. Uh, and then obviously you have the fact that he can play in space, maybe not necessarily consistently match up with running backs in man-to-man -man coverage, but he's a plus athlete as a linebacker. Uh, Baker checks in at number eight. 
Zach Sealer for me came in at number nine. Now remember, we're running nickel, right? So we're running a, a nickel defense, which means we're not running the odd front with Raquan Davis on the nose. Although Raquan Davis was evaluated as a quality starter, uh, he's one of those ones that I don't necessarily take too much stock into to what the metrics say for him. Um, was he as good as his rookie season? No, but he was also injured week one and had to come back and play through that after an IR stint. So, uh, but Zach Sealer being the other interior defensive lineman because we're going with a four-two-five, um, she comes in at number nine. I would love to see this dude get more snaps. Would love to see him get more snaps. Byron Jones comes in at ten. Byron Jones is always going to be a player that catches some flack because he doesn't have all production. But his athleticism, his ability to play man coverage, he's one of the best number two corners in football, even without the ball production. Um, and his presence gives you the complete picture in the back end with, between what you have in Holland and Howard, who are already ranked, and then Jones as the other outside guy. That is the straw that stirs the drink for who you are as a defense. And I think that that importance of him outweighs the lack of ball production for me to stick him this high. I could probably hear the questions now. Okay, like, that's cool, Kyle. Where's Mike Gusecki? Uh, how do you have Zach Sealer and, and Byron Jones ranked above Mike Gusecki? Well, I do because I have Mike at 11. Um, Mike's receiving production and kind of in the same thought process as why Jalen Waddle came in at number seven, which hurt to rank him there. Um, but again, Mike Gusecki is rated as a quality starter. I'm just concerned with Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle and the backs and the overlap between how Waddle and Hill can win over the middle of the field versus Mike, that Mike might be the guy who sees the target reduction uh, in 2022, especially if they try to ask him to serve as an inline type player by having him watch all the George Kittle tape, which is, has been mentioned or reported at one point or another this offseason. So I just I have a little bit more unknowns with Mike moving forward. And that's why he comes in at number 11, where I know if Zach Sealer got more snaps, I have a very high level of confidence that he would produce at a very high level in the same degree that Christian Wilkins does. Connor Williams coming in at number 12. We have three more of the quality starters. Connor Williams at 12, Robert Hunt at 13. So this is fun too, because now you have three of your five offensive linemen that are projected to be starters. Our quality starters are better. And Tron Armstead is a, a roster cornerstone. So Connor Williams and Robert Hunt back to back. Uh, Connor Williams, you've got a little bit bigger sample size of the high level play. Obviously Robert was a tackle until this past year. So we're working with a little bit more little bit more projection for him as a player. And then I put Jalen Phillips as the uh, next player on this list, coming in at number 14, the last of the quality starters. And that's the exact same thought process as Jalen Waddle. Oh, Phillips was great. The sacks came in bunches. I think the pressure consistency can could stand to improve, but obviously pass rushers, you got to be a really rare breed to come in the league and, and Thrive, thrive and shine immediately as a um, as a rookie. So Jalen Phillips coming in as the 14th ranked starter, and that's a, should be a good indication for you on the state of this roster, right? It's pretty exciting when your 
pass rusher, rookie pass rusher, who just set the franchise record for sacks in a season is your 14th best star. And he's still, I'm still projecting a, a jump for him. I have him rated as a quality star. If he was not going to be a quality starter, he would be an incomplete evaluation. Trying to figure out where he falls on that fence. If he doesn't take the, the strides in consistency in the run game, we, we might be classifying him at the end of the year as an adequate starter. But right now I know how disruptive he is when he's on. And now it's just a matter of, okay, you typically see some level of progression from, from pass rushers as they get into the league a little bit. And oh, by the way, now you have Melvin Ingram mentoring you as well. Great. Like it. Like it a lot. Five names ranked as our adequate starters. The first name, 15th total, but the first name out of this bucket of five adequate starters is running back Chase Edmonds. And Chase Edmonds has been a productive player despite not being the featured player for uh, the Arizona Cardinals for quite some time. And the last two seasons in particular have been very, very quality showings for Chase Edmonds. And I do think he is the guy. I know Raheem Mostert has the sweat equity in the offense. I know Sony Michelle was a guy that we got excited about based on what he did with the Rams last year as being the between the tackles type runner. Chase Edmonds can do all of those things. And that's why I'm going to continue to lean into him being the starter until the team says otherwise with their actions or otherwise. Coming in at number 16, I'm sure this is the player you've all been waiting to see where he was going to fall on this list. Tua Tungvaloa, 16th ranked starter for the Dolphins. I do have him rated at this point in time as an adequate starter in the NFL. He, like Jalen Phillips, would have uh, received the incomplete evaluation had he not been given an actual um, definitive answer on, on how he's going to classify him as a player. For what Tua's environment has been, he is an adequate starter. And obviously the Dolphins have shown the last two years that you can win football games with Tua. He might not win consistently because of Tua. And that's the question of, of what the upward mobility is from here. And we'll get those answers in time. Uh, but this kind of felt like an appropriate place for him. Top half of the adequate starter bucket. I'm trying to be sympathetic to extenuating circumstances that uh, had a lot of things out of his control. And he's been pretty candid this offseason about uh, a lot of the offensive calls last year were one read of the plays dead. And we know the coaching wasn't good. Tua himself needs to get better. And we all know that because you didn't draft a guy at number five overall to be your 16th ranked starter and an adequate starting quarterback in the NFL. Nobody had those goals and aspirations for Tua. But you know what? Neither did Tua. So let's see what this year brings. And we will do this exercise again at the end of the year and see where he falls. And that might give us the answers on how anxious we should be about a potential change at that spot. Nick Needham coming in next. Uh, I have him in as our nickel defender. I really admire the way Nick Needham has, has improved as a player and as an athlete and, and kind of remodeled his game. Um, that's really hard to do. And yet he's managed to pull it off and I tip my cap to him for doing it. Uh, Cedric Wilson Jr., our third wide receiver. 
our slot receiver. Uh, and the reason why Cedric Wilson's down here, I do have him graded as an adequate starter. He's the 18th ranked starter out of 22 is because uh, he's always been like the fourth option in the passing game. And you know, he's going to be the fourth or fifth option in the passing game for the Dolphins because you have whoever the back is. You got Mike Isaac, you got Tyreek Hill, and you got Jalen Wong. But we know based on what he did in Dallas that if you give him those opportunities, he can be opportunistic and take advantage of them. And that's all you could possibly ask for. But that kind of puts a ceiling on how high I can grade you and rank you in this lexicon of the Dolphins roster. And then Brandon Jones. Uh, Brandon Jones, really good pressure player, really good run defender, traditional strong safety type, right? Not, maybe not the big six foot two, 220 boomer type, but uh, nevertheless. The way he works his way up this list is by getting better in coverage this year. Showing more anticipation, having more ability to play man-to-man -man coverage. If Brandon Jones does that, we're going to be moving up. But as of right now, ranked as the Dolphins' 19th starter out of 22. But again, rated and graded as an adequate starter. It's not a bad thing. When Brandon Jones is your 19th best starter out of 22, you have a pretty darn good roster. RockAuto.com is a family business who's been providing auto parts customers with high-quality service online for the last 20 years. So whether you're shopping for engine control modules, brake parts, taillights, motor oil, or even new carpet for your classic or daily driver, RockAuto.com has everything you need in one easy-to-navigate catalog. And in just a few clicks, you can get everything delivered directly to your front door. Best of all, price are the same at RockAuto.com for both professionals and do-it-yourselfers. So why would you shop anywhere else and spend up to twice as much for the same parts? So visit rockauto.com for all your auto parts needs and write locked on in there. How did you hear about us box? So then we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices and all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. We have three names left. And if you're counting at home and you're, you're kind of doing the box score thing, right? Like you go to the baseball game, they give you the program and it's all oh, first inning pitch count out hit, you know, you, you log an inventory, everything. If you're doing that at home for this exercise, then you probably know that we're missing two offensive linemen. We've rated three and they're all quality starters or better, but we're missing the other two. I have made the judgment to put the incomplete evaluation above the two replacement level starters. And that is going to rank Liam Eichenberg as the 20th best starter out of 22 for the Dolphins roster this upcoming season, as things currently stand and based on the information we have right now. Incomplete evaluation. Uh, I am still cautiously optimistic, especially if Liam ends up landing at left guard. He's playing between Connor and Teron Armstead that Liam will survive a very rough rookie season because the offense is going to mirror more of what he did at Notre Dame. He's going to be protected from speed off the edge, and he will not have to take the same depth and vertical sets that really gave him trouble last year. That's enough room for optimism for me to decide I'm going to take that incomplete evaluation and put him ahead of the two replacement level starters that we have as of this point in time. Now, here's the good news. Uh, I do think one of these players, we have a potential replacement on the roster. Uh, our 21st ranked starter as of right now 
in nickel defense is Elaine and Roberts. And I understand Elaine and Roberts might play, might not be on the nickel team. It might be Andrew Van Ginkle, who I have as a quality depth player, or it might be rookie Channing Tindall, who was the team's top pick in the third round this year. Uh, point being, you have some options for when you play nickel. But I did want to get Elan and Roberts on here because he's projected to be the other, quote-unquote, the other stack linebacker for the Dolphins. Range, ability to play in coverage, consistency with tackling. A lot of times he gets in those opportunities to make those really big splash plays, and when he hits you, it is a 10 out of 10. But his ability to consistently wrap up was something last year that we saw some missed opportunities with. Uh, and because of that, Elena Roberts checking in at number 21, which makes number 22 our player with the most to gain by playing well, because he's currently ranked as the, the 22nd out of 22 starters on the Dolphins roster, is Austin Jackson. Uh, Austin has all the physical tools. You're obviously hoping this offensive structure is going to provide him uh, with a better opportunity to showcase his talent. You're hoping that, and he is a very smart guy. You're hoping just the light bulb comes on and applying all of that intelligence that he has into the football situations. Um, and I understand that he he was not in an ideal situation either as far as being moved around. And he was left tackle, then he was guard, and, and kind of they, they played musical chairs with him last year. But he's gotten worse since he's gotten to Miami, and he was always a raw player. I know Travis Wingfield has made this observation in the past. Um, I, Austin is perfectly capable, and you see super high flashes, right? I've talked with Travis about when we were at the combine. We talked about Austin, and they're like, man, he's got all the potential in the world, the length, the athleticism, and so on. But for me, I look at Austin, and the player who first took the field as a rookie was better than the player we saw at any point last year. And that's obviously concerning. So I do feel like the two-year sample size is enough to give a definitive grade here. You could maybe make the argument that this is still an incomplete evaluation, but like we're on S or get off the pot time is really the, uh, the mentality for Austin. Like for right now, it's now or never. And if it doesn't happen this year, the Dolphins are probably going to be in the market for a starting tackle next offseason. So we'll see where it lands. But that's, that's my objective list and subjective list <laughs> of the Dolphins' 22 starters on 11 personnel and nickel defense. Would love to hear from you on what yours is. I am at Grinding the Tape on Twitter. Keep it locked in right here on Locked on Dolphins. Make it a great day. I'll talk with you guys on Monday. Fins up. Enjoy your weekends.